Season 1, Episode 62, 62, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John 8, John chapter 8, verses 1 through 59. John chapter 8, verses 1 through 59. In this chapter, no, I'm sorry, in the book of John, no, in this chapter, in this chapter, uh, Jesus uses the phrase, I am, which is the name of God from the book of Exodus when Moses asked, who do I tell them you are? And he said, tell them I am, or tell me your name. And he said, I am that I am. And Jesus uses that name many times. So the, the phrase I am occurs, occurs 600 times in the Bible, 200 times in the New Testament. And is the name of God, and and when someone uses it, it's uh, usually a problem. When Jesus uses it, they they accuse him of blasphemy, and they would it would be true because he's either a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. Good man is not in the mix. Good men don't lie, and they're not crazy. They don't think there's something they're not. He's either a liar, a lunatic. He's a liar claiming to be God, and he knows he's not. He's a lunatic claiming to be God, but he's not. But he thinks he is. Or he is the Lord. And the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of our own Trinity, the mystery of our own body, soul, and spirit, how we can be absent the body and present with the Lord and one day reunited with the resurrected body and the resurrection of the dead. There's a lot of mysteries about our own trinity. But we're created, we're the only creation that's created in the image of God. All right, let's take a look at chapter 8 of the Gospel of John. And we're going to take a look at the woman uh, taken in adultery in the very act and we're going to take a look at, that's verses uh, 1 through 11, verses 12 through um, 30, we have, I am the light of the world. And uh, it occurred to me the other day that, you know, I've said that the Bible is mostly written to believers. Um, that's not true of the Gospels and, and God and Jesus's interaction with people it's usually a mix of believers and unbelievers so the audience is very very important in determining what's being said or, or the context of what's being said which is very important to rightly dividing the Word of God so uh, this the, the Gospels are written uh, or at least what's written in them is directed to believers and unbelievers and that's that's hugely important uh, a lot of times he's talking to definitely to unbelievers like he is here they, they do not believe in him and he calls them out on it okay so we have uh, the woman taking adultery I am the light of the world speech uh, the truth will set you free salvation is very liberating um, I'm going to heaven when I die. I don't think you can get any freer than that. 
um, it's not a license to sin, it's a license to go to heaven. And um, anyway, um, sin is between you and your Heavenly Father once you're a believer. And he will, he promises to correct his children. That's one thing you can count on. But he does it perfectly. And the goal is for you to, or for us, to become more obedient to him and more fruitful, bottom line. And the, the ultimate punishment is to take you home before your time and not to, to satisfy you with a long life, as it says uh, at the end of Psalms 91. Uh, before Abraham was, I am. There's the I am again. And that is uh, verses 48 through four, uh, 59. Um, you are of your father the devil is uh, verses 39 through 47, kind of going backwards here. Uh, uh, the truth will set you free are verses 31 through 38. Um, I am the light of the world are verses 12 through 30. And verses 1 through 11 are the woman taken in adultery. All right, so here we go. Uh, John chapter 8, verses 1. Oh, well, there was something I wanted to say. Oh, um, I, I think that we're going to, as we go through the next, um, counting eight, 14 chapters of John, I think you'll see that, that this is in the last week of his life. So John really is unique from the other Gospels that cover more uh, a summary of his life and ministry where John cherry picks, if you will, uh, certain uh, stories uh, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to uh, achieve his goal, which is stated in chapter 20, second to last chapter of John, verse 31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. What a, a great purpose for one of the Gospels that uses the words for believe in the Greek over a hundred times. And it was always said to me as a young Christian, um, you should encourage new believers to read the book of John. And um, I don't know that I've ever done that, but uh, there's reading the Bible is huge. So um, I did start, when I read the New Testament, I started in Matthew and it took me about seven, eight months, a chapter a night to read that. I did that my junior year in college. And uh, it was my, that was just coincided with the best year I had at West Point. I, uh, my grades were the highest and started a Bible study, which was kind of unique. But it was authorized because it was uh, student-led. Anyway, uh, okay. John chapter 8, verse 1. Jesus went unto the Mount of Olives. Uh, as I understand, the Mount of Olives, they're separated from the temple, or the mount is separated from the Temple Mount by the Kidron Valley, which is between the two. But you can easily see the temple from the Mount of Olives. And early in the morning, he came again into the temple. So he's not hiding. Uh, chapter 7, they were all saying, don't, you know, yeah, go, go. And, and he said, I can't because they want to kill me. But 
that didn't stop him. He's right in the, in the midst of those that want to kill him. Came again unto the temple, which are the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the, the uh, uh, I forgot, uh, Nicodemus belonged to the Sanhedrin, the, San, the leadership of, of Israel, which are the ones that rejected him. Uh, because I, I think if they hadn't, then then verse 2 would be very more applicable than it is. Uh, early in the morning he came unto the temple, and all people came unto him, and he sat down and taught them. And the scribes and the Pharisees, wanting to break up this teaching, in my opinion, uh, brought unto him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they say unto Jesus, the scribes and Pharisees say unto Jesus, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded us that such should be stoned, but what sayest thou? This they said, tempting Jesus, that they might have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he had heard them not. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto the scribes and Pharisees of the temple, He that is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. Verse 8, And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. There's a lot of extra biblical stuff out there. I mean, well, there's one thing that, you know, he might have been writing down their sins uh, in the dust of the, the ground, and they were standing there watching him, and, and but that is totally extra biblical, and I usually don't go that route, and I just thought I'd throw it out because I had a Bible college teacher that said that, and I've never been able to forget it, and uh, when I get to heaven, it's one of my many, many questions, but, uh, and I'm, you know, I Anyway, um, and they which, verse 9, and they which heard it being convicted, their own consciences went out one by one, beginning at the eldest, even unto the last. Jesus was left alone and the woman standing in the midst. So they brought him into this. All the people came. There's a lot of people there. And maybe... In a, in a large crowd like this, at, at the time of uh, the pilgrimage uh, um, visits, uh, the festivals, the pilgrimage festivals that, that all of uh, Israel came to the temple, came to Jerusalem for, uh, it was a very crowded place. And uh, maybe not everyone heard or saw what Jesus was doing. Or even heard what he said. But they did notice that uh, starting with the oldest uh, to the youngest, every, whatever he said had an effect on them. And they left. They all left him. And some of them might have been just there to watch this woman be stoned. But uh, the scribes and the Pharisees took off and I guess everybody else did and left Jesus alone with the woman. Uh, verse 10 when Jesus had left when Jesus had lifted her lifted up when Jesus had lifted up himself 
and saw none but the woman, he said unto her, Woman, where are those thine accusers? Hath no man condemned you? She said, No man, Lord. And Jesus said unto her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Okay, now we have the I am the light of the world sermon, if you will. Then spake Jesus again unto them, I guess the scribes and Pharisees, uh, and all the people. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of his life. I recommend memorizing scripture. My wife would say the four talks are important that she had learned in Bible college. Talk to the Lord in prayer. Let him talk to you through his word. I would say reading it and memorizing it and meditating on it. And talk to other believers. Don't forsake fellowship. I went to a Bible study at my church last night. It's a happy group of believers that, that like to uh, learn and, and uh, talk about uh, things of the Lord, God's Word. Um, and then the last one, the fourth talk, is to talk to people who don't know Christ. And um, I enjoy doing that. I use my motorcycle accident a lot of times to open up the conversation. I, I look at somebody and I say, don't ride a motorcycle in the dark. And they go, what? And I tell them my story. I woke up in the ambulance. If I hadn't woke up in the ambulance, I'd have woke up in heaven, not because I'm good, but because Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for all my sins. And I follow that up with John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, he had me at whosoever. It's a free gift for, for by grace you saved through faith and that not of yourselves the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So, um, all right. So, um, let's see here. I, I am easily lost. Okay, um, verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Again, I, what I know about God, I know from the Bible. And that's what really speaks to me. Um, and again, I recommend memorizing it and studying it and teaching it. And uh, teaching is a great way to learn. That's why I, I think you, you get a greater condemnation. Teachers receive a greater condemnation because they have such an opportunity to learn the Word of God. Uh, verse 13, The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself, thy record is not true. They, uh, that's just a, a principle, uh, a Jewish principle. Maybe it comes from the Old Testament somewhere. Uh, Jesus definitely uh, uh, talks about the two witnesses of himself. Um, verse 14, Jesus answered and said unto the Pharisees, Though I bear record of myself, yet my record is true. For I know whence I came and whither I go, but ye cannot tell whence I come or whither I go. You judge after the flesh, I judge no man. I, I, I compare that to where David was chosen uh, 
by God and Samuel was told the seventh son of, of uh, Jesse will be the next king and Samuel records that God, uh, men look at the outside of, of a man and God looks at the heart. So anyway, judging of the flesh is uh, probably not so smart. Um, Tom Brady's a good example of that. Chosen way down the line as far as quarterbacks go and he's done really well. Sorry, I talk about American football here. The greatest of all times, Tom Brady, which is playing in a Super Bowl uh, in a couple of days. But, um, okay, verse 16. And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone. So he is giving credence to the, you know, second opinion idea. Uh, I am not alone, but I am the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law. So Jesus is saying that that is true, that someone, you need the testimony of two. Uh, that the testimony of two men is true. Verse 17, verse 18. I am one that beareth witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. The two times I can remember he, him doing that audibly is... Um, is at Jesus' baptism. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. And also uh, at the Mount of Transfiguration uh, before Peter, James, and John and Moses and Elijah who were there. Uh, this is my uh, beloved Son here, Him. All right, verse 19. Then said the scribes and the Pharisees unto Jesus, Where is thy Father? Speaking again of the flesh, Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my Father. If you had known me, you should have known my Father also. These words spake Jesus in the treasury, which I guess is part of the temple, as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him for or because his hour was not yet come. So they didn't take Jesus except he was he allowed them to take him. When they did try to take him, he, he said, I am, three times, and three times they fell down. Uh, the guards, the, the temple guards that came to take him uh, could only take him when he quit saying his name, I am. Verse 21, chapter 8, I mean, John chapter 8, verse 21. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and, sh and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, you cannot come. Why are they going to die in their sins? Because for the same reason you're going to die in your sins if you haven't trusted Christ. If you've trusted Christ, you will not die in your sins. That's just, he will not lose you, he'll not cast you out. John chapter 6. Alright, so... Um, but you cannot come with the Savior if you don't put your trust in Him. And here it says you'll seek and not find, but you've got to seek and believe. I, I was seeking, I found, I was given the opportunity, the scriptures I needed to trust Christ, the questions I had, is it a, is it a free gift? Absolutely free. Praise the Lord, you understand it. Um, I prayed your prayer, I didn't see anything, I didn't, feel anything, nothing happened. 
I thought I was going to fall on the ground and roll around or something. Jack Weaver said, um, it's not a feeling. Some days you feel good, some days you feel bad. But if you trusted Christ, you're going to heaven. And that girl, when I was walking out of his house, said to me, if I never see you again, I'll see you in heaven. And I said, you're right. And I agreed with her. And But I had the scripture to back it up. These things about John wrote in the book of 1 John 5.13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. If you don't know that you have eternal life, then I would suggest that you are not trusting Christ as your Savior. Because if you are, you understand that it's up to Him to either lose you or to cast you out, John chapter 6. And He says He will not do that. So you are secure. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. That word never in the Greek means never. Never perish but have everlasting life. John 10.28. We're a couple of chapters away from the Good Shepherd discourse. Okay, so... Um, but you cannot come unless you're a believer. Sorry, just the way it is. Then said the Pharisees, uh, the, the scribes and Pharisees, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whither I go, you cannot come. Again, they're just talking about the flesh. They don't have any idea of the spirit. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of spirit is spirit. Know you not that you must be born again. John chapter 3, John chapter 8, verse 23. And Jesus said unto the scribes and Pharisees, You are from beneath. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if you believe not that I am ye shall die in your sins. It's, I, it didn't say understand it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I don't quite understand how Jesus can be God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all at one time, or at least part of the Trinity. I don't even understand that. But he says in John 10, I and my Father are one. First John 5, 7, John's name comes up a lot on this, uh, he says, there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. They are one. And again, you're one with your body. And when that body is, when you leave that body, we'll call that body dead, according to James, as the body without the Spirit is dead. But it will rise again. That substance will come together as it did for Adam the first time. The sea will give up its dead I don't know how God does that, but he's pretty powerful. And since all things consist or are held together by him, I guess he can do whatever he wants with his word and just speak it into, speak your new body into existence. The resurrection of the dead. It's fundamental. Hebrews 6.1, fundamental. Resurrection of the dead. One of the six fundamental things. I'll let you look them up in uh, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. Six fundamental truths. That we should, we being teachers should know, but those teachers needed someone to teach them. At least I admit that I don't understand the resurrection of the dead, that I need to study it more. But the more I think about it, the more I study about it. And, and the one thing that jumps out at me is that Jesus was absent from the body. He was in paradise 
When he came back and took the body, because he could do that, he rose from the dead. But that body had nothing. We, we identify the body so much with us. Jesus lived a long time without a body. He had a body for, for 33 years. And now, now I guess he has a spiritual body like we're going to have when we get to heaven, a resurrected body. And anyway, all right. God is the God of the living, not the God of the dead. The, this. All right, let's take a look at, um, okay. Um, okay, is he going to kill himself? Because he saith, whether I go, you cannot come. And Jesus said, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that you shall die in your sins, if you believe not that I am, ye shall die in your sins. And I left out the he there, because in the King James, when they add a word, it's not in the Greek, they put it in italics, which I kind of like the translators of the King James Bible. The majority text, the most, uh, most texts agree with this. There's some older texts. You got the most texts and you got the older texts. But they're all kept by the power of God. I think they're all very good to study from. Then said they unto him, and I use them all. I'll jump between other texts. With this software, I can put them right next to each other. All right, I can look up the Greek words. All right, um, okay. Then said they unto him, who art thou? Or who are you? Question mark. And Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. The Son of God, the Messiah. Verse 26, I have many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Verse 27, they stood, they understood not that he spake of them, to them of the Father. So they don't, they're not sure who sent him. Um, they've said he was from the devil. He's done the things he's done through the, the miracles he's done through the devil. That's called blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit came to convict the world of sin, righteousness, of judgment, of sin because they believe not on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world, who is Satan, is judged. And his angels in, in all, are judged in a place prepared for them and unfortunately for all those who do not believe in the name of the Son of God uh, for their salvation. Verse 30, chapter 8, verse 30. Um, how about 29? And he sent me, okay. Um, they understood not, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, chapter 8, verse 27. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, he told Nicodemus, as, as, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up and become the sins of all mankind, and anybody that looks upon him will, will live. 
in this case eternal life, not just a little longer in the desert. Then shall you know that I am, again, leaving out the he, I am, and that I do nothing of myself, but as the Father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always the things that please him. And Jesus spake these words, many believed on him. The temple is packed during these pilgrimage feasts, and there's many listening, and many believed on him. And I just, which group are you going to be in? That's, that's the question. Uh, okay, the truth will set you free. Chapter 8, verse 31. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Okay, he turns from the ones that don't believe on him, the scribes and Pharisees, to the ones that do. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. There's a difference between being a disciple and being saved. You can be saved and not necessarily follow Christ. Um, and if you say you have no sin, you deceive yourselves. That would be uh, John, 1 John, uh, I think chapter 1 or early in 1 John of the five chapters, it's there. Um, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So uh, Paul in, in Romans chapter 7 says, the things I want to do, I don't do. The things I don't want to do, those I do. Who shall deliver me from this body of death? I would, I would guess that Paul had a pretty high standard for himself. But, but um, anyway. Um, then said Jesus to those Jews that believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Being disciples, that's, that's for reward. That's for uh, obedience. That's if you love me, keep my commandments. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. You're an ambassador. Are you a good one or a bad one? Do you represent your heavenly home well in this world or do you not? Verse 32, And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Following Christ is not a bad way to go. I can't say I've done it my entire life or or consistently very well, but, but it's, I would argue that it's my goal now. Uh, but anyway, but I'm old and uh, I, whatever. Verse, uh, John chapter 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by him. You shall know the truth. I'm learning about him through his word. And I'm being set free by his word. Free from fear, free from, I don't know, free to trust him for everything. Um, Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the uh, pestilence, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. That's a lot of things not to be afraid of. Anyway, um, God is good. And 
a lot of that comes from memorizing Psalm 91 and in, in, in uh, I think 56 verses I have on my list passages in some case um, they answered him these are those that believed on him now golly he said in verse 31 you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free so I would assume the pronoun they answered him uh, I'm not sure you know when he talked this is the case when he talks to the those that believed on him the the scribes and Pharisees are still there so I'm going to assume that they just butted in they're used to talking over their uh, unlearned friends I guess whatever uh, these are the guys that have spent time they can read they can write they were surprised that Jesus could uh, being from Galilee they answered him we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man how sayest thou you shall be made free again they look at everything from the flesh and he's talking about the spirit he's talking about eternal life not this life their focus is solely on this life but you're going to live eternal life for an awful long time for eternity forever and this life is as a vapor read the book of James chapter 1 or 2 I think um, but I, I'm sure that this was the, the scribes and Pharisees that chimed in here Jesus answered them verily verily I say unto you Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. Okay, so there's a difference between the servant and the son. If you're born into God, if you're born into God's family, if you're born again, you abide forever. If you're the servant of sin, it's only for a time. Servant of sin abideth not in the house forever. And, I, I, you know, if you walk in the flesh, if you walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, um, Paul teaches that under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. But, but the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. And that's, maybe that's why God makes us family members. That's the whole new birth idea. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, the Son of God, the Deity, capital, yeah, the Son of God, therefore, make you free, you shall be free indeed. I am free. I am free indeed. And um, that's a great promise. And I understand it to be true by the new birth and sin has no hold on me, no eternal hold on me. I think as long as I'm in the flesh, I'm going to have problems. But that's why we need to spend time in God's Word, memorize God's Word, teach God's Word, study God's Word. I like to teach God's Word because I have to study it. And there's no more concentrated study than teaching. Now, there, there are those that teach and have no clue what they're talking about. It requires, I think, the Holy Spirit, the new birth, to, to rightly divide the word of truth. But it also takes study. Anyway, I know... Okay. Um, 
uh, verse 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. And if the son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me. These are obviously not those that believed in him. These are the scribes and Pharisees, the leaders of Jerusalem, the ones that are professional religious people. Because my word hath no place in you. If you don't believe his word, then you're outside the realm of, of the family. You're outside the realm of having anything worth listening to. I'm sorry, in my opinion. I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen of your father. Now he's going to let him have it. I just added this to my memory verse here. Just uh, one verse here. Uh, but anyway, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. This is you are of your father the devil. Um, John eight thirty nine through 47. They answered the scribes and Pharisees, the ones that are seeking to kill him and are going to achieve that within the next week. If I'm not mistaken, that this is the fourth Passover of his uh, minute, three years of ministry, which started at the Passover. So that would be year zero would be the first Passover and uh, accompanying uh, pilgrimage feasts. And then after year one would be the second Passover. After year two would be the third Passover. And at the end of this three-year ministry, public ministry, would be the fourth um, the fourth Passover and pilgrimage feasts. All right, so um, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto him, if, Abraham's, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. What must we do? They just asked him, what must we, in, in John chapter 6, we're in John chapter 8, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, this is the work of God, that you believe on him who he hath sent. John 6, 28. So he's again appealing to them to do the works or to believe in him. If you would do the, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. John 15, 16. Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. Paul talks about Abraham believing God and it counting him for righteousness. James talks about Abraham, James chapter 2, Abraham believing God and it counting him, uh, him for righteousness. Um, so uh, Romans 4, 5, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. That, that's, we're saved the same way Abraham was. Okay, verse 40. But now ye seek to kill me if a man that hath told you the truth seek you... But now you seek to kill me a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God this did not Abraham. Verse 41. You do, you do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, we be not born of fornication. We have one Father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your Father, you would love me. 
For I proceed forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but God sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Verse 44. Ye, this this is the one I just added to my list of memory verses. Ye are of your father the devil. This is John chapter 8, verse 44. Ye, ye, scribes and Pharisees, are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar, and the father of it. Because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Verse 46, which of you convinceth me of sin? Point out one thing I've done wrong, is what he's saying. And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. You can see why they wanted to kill him. But he's just telling the truth. And he died for all of us. And as far as that goes, you and I nailed Jesus to the cross with our sin. So he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. They thought they were doing God a favor because they were wrong. And I think probably, hopefully a good portion of them came to Christ when thousands were at Pentecost, literally thousands of of people at the... uh, pilgrimage feasts were coming to Christ. Okay. um, All right. Before Abraham was, I am. Verse 48 to 59. The last section of chapter 8. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well thou art a Samaritan? He passed through Samaria quite often. And he's from Galilee, which is just north of Samaria. So, and hast a devil. This is, this is absolute blasphemy of the incarnation of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt us. This is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, not to believe in the Savior. And basically, if you don't trust Christ, you're not believing in the Savior. You're, this applies to you. You're not of your Father or you are of your father. You must be born again not to be of your father, the devil. And the lust of the father you will do. He was a liar from the beginning. Say not well, say we not well, thou art a Samaritan. These are, the, these are their accusation against Jesus at the end of John chapter 8. Say we not well, thou art a Samaritan, and hast a devil. We got the good Samaritan, we got the Samaritan at the well, the woman at the well. Um... For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Verily I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 52. Then said the scribes and Pharisees unto him, 
Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, thou sayest, if a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste of death. Again, they're talking about the physical, and he's talking about the spiritual. There's two deaths. The first death is absent from the body. Not a big deal if you're a believer. Huge if you're not. Absent body, present with the Lord. The second death, if you're born once, you're going to die twice. You're going to be absent of body and absent from the Lord. If you are born again, if you're born twice, you'll only die once. You'll be absent of body and present with the Lord. You'll skip the second death, which is absence from the Lord. Death means separation. Separation from the body is the first death. Separation from God for all eternity is a second death. And it's your choice, just like it was their choice. And all I can say is that you must really love this world a lot to, to bet everything, whatever, your life on eternity from, from the man who lived a life, died, and turned the world upside down. And it's was 2,020 years ago that he walked on the earth. We date the whole system of the world on when Christ walked on this earth, especially the three years, especially the resurrection from the dead. If he had not risen from the dead, we'd be of all men most miserable, Paul says. All right. Um, Verse 54, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. Okay, back to verse 53. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Whom makest thou thyself? Verse 52, I'm sorry. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets... And thou sayest, If a man keep my sayings, he shall never taste death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets that are dead, the writers of the Bible? There's like, how many writers of the Old Testament are there? Um, I've got that around here somewhere. Um, there were eight of the New Testament, and I counted them up the other day. Eight of the New Testament, and approximately 32 of the Old Testament. Anyway, um, those are the prophets that, that wrote the Bible. Um, the Old Testament. And the prophets that wrote the New Testament. Which there were eight or nine if uh, James or Paul didn't write Hebrews. Which I'm betting on James. But anyway. Uh, Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? Their whole thing is their family. Being born in a garage doesn't make you a car. Being born at McDonald's doesn't make you a French fry. Um, being born a child of Abraham doesn't make you born again. Uh, art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who makest thou thyself? We'll see if there's an I am coming up here. Uh, Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto you. But I know him and keep his sayings. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day. 
and he saw it and was glad. The promise of Abraham was that all families of the world would be blessed through his descendant, the Messiah. And Abraham saw Isaac and saw Jacob and saw Jacob's sons, if I'm not mistaken, and um, he's, he's, uh, it was called Abraham's bosom. Paradise was called Abraham's bosom. Now he's in the presence of the Lord since Christ led captivity captive after the resurrection, after Christ's resurrection. Okay, Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, here it is, two words, I am. The last verse of chapter 8. Then took they up stones to cast at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them. Not very good at hiding yourself if you walk right through the midst of them. And so passed by. I would assume that most, I don't know uh, if you're able to see movies or not, but if you saw Star Wars, the Jedis could could walk through crowds and just change people's opinions or whatever. And I see that the writer of that took a little bit of that very popular series of movies, I think, from from the Roman Empire and uh, the Republic and Jin, the, the emperors, and also uh, a little bit from Christ there myself. I, um, but I have to ask that, the writer of... of uh, Star Wars. But I always think of that when I see him passing through the midst of people that want to kill him. Not today. Anyway. Um, all right. Well, I hope you believe. And this book of John, according to John chapter 20, verse 8, was written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Adios. And via Condios.